we've been talking about worship and the importance of worship and and what it means precisely and how it impacts our life and what does it look like practically in our life and how do we how do we enter into this space as we work our recovery to celebrate our recovery through worship this is part 2 of the worship conversation Welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official, a podcast that shares life change stories and recovery topics uh, that helps us as we walk and work our road to recovery to help us face our hurts, our hangups, and our habits, and even the broken relationships happening in and around us. This is all based on the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus gives us that hope and a, and a roadmap to walk and work that recovery journey effectively. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the global field director with Celebrate Recovery and just want to say welcome. Thank you so much for being with us here again today. So, Michael, welcome back, man. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> part two. <Yeah>, part two. <laughs> Introduce yourself, man. We'll continue the conversation. Yeah, for sure. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus. I struggle with sexual addiction, codependency, food issues, and pride. And my name is Michael. Hey, Michael. Right. So I remember our last episode um, we were talking about, we kind of wrapped it up with um, just that, that picture of God singing in loud voices over us and just the impact. I mean... Uh, just letting that our hearts kind of saturate in that thought. Um, man, what a cool thing to think about. The one who created us is singing over us, mm. that we can go to bed and lay our head on the pillow knowing he's singing over us in a loud voice because he loves and, and he cares about us so much. But we had a lot of content that last time. <laughs> so, Michael, I want to pitch it to you, man. What What's yeah. a good point to pick up uh, from our last conversation, man? Yeah, I think I think um, you set it up well, just with the idea of God singing over us. And we had talked about, or I had mentioned uh, in the in the last episode, how the word "sing" it gets used over four hundred times in the Bible, and it's just it's it's prol- prolific all throughout God's uh, God's word, the Scripture, and to sing um, not only uh, vertically but sing horizontally, sing sing to each other and, and to sing to Jesus. And so when we gather uh, on Friday nights for our large group time, not only am I singing to God, but I'm singing to others. And so uh, the question is, you know, why? Like we talked, we talked a little bit about that, but just delving in deeper to that idea of what is it, what is it about singing uh, mm. and actually singing uh, melodies and singing harmony and, yeah. and singing an actual song? Why is that beneficial? Why should we do that? Uh, not only in a corporate time, but on an individual time, uh, you know, worship and singing worship cannot, doesn't have to just be, but you know, when I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, when I'm home alone and I'm struggling, you know, what does it look like for me? What if I just sang? What mm. if I sang a song? What if I sang a worship song? And so, um, and so singing is so beneficial, you know, here's like just a practical thing. Singing helps us remember words mm. so well. You know, last the last podcast, you know, I had I had brought up one of the songs, "Goodness of God," that we do a, a lot mm. at our CR, and uh, I am, and I could say this honestly, I am not a memorizer. Like, I am not very good at memorizing things, but just being able to name off all my life, you've been faithful. All my life, you've been so so good. 
with every breath that I will sing of the goodness of God. Just because the mere fact that we have sung that truth, it helps me remember it. And I think sometimes the biggest difference in my recovery is is not um, it's not about necessarily like getting this new information, but it's about remembering the things that that I've already heard, mm. you know, remembering that truth. And so that I think there's just a practical side of music helps me remember things, helps yeah. me remember. Well, and I love that because, um, I mean, just thinking real practically about our brain, you know, positive things, it, um, you can kind of think of the positive things that we have that we're feeding our brain are kind of like Teflon, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it can kind of bounce off, but the negative things are like Velcro, mm-hmm. right? And so we need that reinforcement to really saturate our mind because, um, we don't, we don't have to be intentional about today. I'm going to meditate on all the bad thoughts that I have in my life. <laughs> yeah, right? that it's just like, happens. I want to make sure that I don't forget to, it just comes naturally. The yeah. good stuff is like Teflon. It just kind of bounces off. And so, which means, which that's the way the enemy is so deceiving. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants that, those negative, negative thoughts to stick to us like Velcro Mm. and to be discouraged and not think of the positive things. So I like what you're saying. It's, it is writing a new message on our hearts and in our minds to combat in so many ways, the negative stuff that the enemy's trying to get to stick to us. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I'm obviously biased, but it's like, I mean, I would argue that music is one of the best ways to do that. And you know, there's a, there's a quote by a guy named Oliver Sacks. He wrote this music or this book called Tales of Music in the Brain. And I haven't read the book, but here's one quote from it. it says, Every culture has songs and rhymes to help children learn the alphabet, numbers, and other lists. Even <laughs> as adults, we are limited in our ability to memorize series or hold them to mind unless we use mnemonic devices or power or patterns. And one of the most powerful of these devices are rhyme, meter, and song. Well, I was thinking when you said that, I was thinking the alphabet, but also um, my wife, this this was not too long ago. It's funny you said this. She was, um, she remembered the songs she learned in school, memorizing the states. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and she she sang it verbatim. I'd never learned it. Um, I had a boring teacher, apparently. Uh, <laughs> like, got some trauma from that. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... But she sang the whole thing, and wow. she sang it to the melody that she heard as a kid. Yeah, and I'm just that's like, crazy. wow, that's, um, yeah, and it, yeah, the ABCs. I mean, it, it it's hard for me even right now to say my ABCs without singing without the song, singing. man. A B C <laughs> just immediately A B, D E F G. <laughs> well, and like I I couldn't right now if you said, hey, Michael. I want you to say the Apostles' Creed. And I'd go, well, I don't know. But then I would think of the song, The Creed. Yeah. I believe in God the Father. I believe yeah. in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I got his three in one. Right? Just right there. It's like that song's literally called The Creed because it's based off of one of the most famous Christian creeds, the Apostles' Creed. And so th- they put that to a song. And, and so just the power of me to go, oh, this is what I believe. you know, And I only know that because of that song. You know, wow. I've, I've maybe read the Apostles Creed once, you know, and so, but I've sang that song so many times. Uh, well, and I would say I haven't even sung it that many times, but just the power that music has. And so again, tying it into my recovery, 
there are a lot of times when I feel so chained up. Mm. But then I go, man, if I got chains, he's the chain breaker. Mm. You know, if I feel lost, I know that he's the way maker. If I need freedom or saving, he's the prison shaken savior. If I got chained, okay, he's a chain breaker. Mm. Right. And just the power of that, you know, to help me remember. Speaking truth. Yeah. And yeah. so there's, there's, and, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, but that goes again, ties into just the importance of what we sing. You know, I tell our worship team all the time that we're not just singing songs, we're teaching theology, mm. we're teaching doctrine, we're teaching people what to believe and how to believe it. And so wow. that, that weight and responsibility, you know, for people who lead worship. And so if you're listening, just, man, just a, a reinforcement of that, like, man, God uses you to teach truth to people. And so there's, there's an excitement that comes with that, but there's also an important weight that comes yeah. with that because, wow. you know, it's not just about singing something that sounds cool, but singing something that's truth. Hmm. So, yeah. And I think, Sometimes we can, um, yeah, I'm just even thinking about even instrumentalists. Um, when you have a wailing, um, electric guitar doing this big solo, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, is that just for kind of a cool effect? Yeah. What's the point of that? What's the purpose? Mm -hmm. It might be good to speak into that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that plays into so much about the beauty of the gifts that God has given us. Yeah. Uh, if I'm, if I am going to speak or teach and I just come up there and go, all right, everyone open up your Bible. Let's look at <laughs> principle one. You know how we have a great time. You Back know. to the inspiration, right? Yes, you know, exactly. I, are you inspiring me to want yeah. to listen more? Yeah, yeah. God loves good things and he loves beautiful things. And, and God has given every single one of us gifts, talents, and abilities. Yeah. And when we are doing those things in an excellent way, if 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 I'm playing a guitar solo, uh, I want to do that well. Mm. I want I don't want to be distracting, but I want to do that well, and I want to honor God, and I want to sound great. Mm. Not because I want to be great, but because God is great. And so, and that's where it gets hard because because that's where I have to step into the place and go, okay, it's not my job to judge. Yeah. Right. And so I don't know, you know, hopefully that person playing the guitar. So hopefully that their heart is, <laughs> you know, honoring God in that. But, but again, that's, you know, that's not for me to make that judgment, no. but it's also that, you know, whenever uh, people do things excellently, I think about woodworking, man, when I see someone who is really good at woodworking mm. and <clears throat> excuse me, and like, they also love the Lord, and I can just—you can almost just see God's handiwork in their craft. Worshiping through through that that um, worshiping through their their actual uh, gift, so that they can, uh, yeah, it's that. And it made me think of—we're um, not striving for perfection, but we are striving for excellence. And what's excellence? Doing the best we can with what we've got. Because to that point, when when somebody does have a, uh, you know, they didn't, they're not prepared. <laughs> immediately, immediately, um, sounds like you're dying over there. Man. I know, man. I'm like a coffin fit <laughs> over here. Uh. Immediately, my my eyes go 
from focusing on the Lord, now I'm focused on you. It's like, oh, bless their heart. Yeah. I hope they're okay. Yeah. If, if you, if you, uh, if you get it, someone builds you a table and there's like spikes sticking out the side, <laughs> you're like, it's man, like, this isn't is. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> yeah. Now, if it's my grandson, it's like. Yes. It's a little different. Yeah. It's like, he oh, can make it painting the, the picture. Amazing thing. But yeah, <laughs> and that's cool. God meets us where we are. And, and, and it's probably good to speak into that. People coming into corporate worship, Michael, mm. not everybody has this beautiful masterpiece voice. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, yeah. and so just to be clear, we're not asking, you know, if you can't sing, don't don't sing kind of thing. But speak into that. If if I'm coming in, um, well, what if I don't have a great voice? Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I do want to be clear is that <clears throat> when it comes to corporate worship. Everybody's voice matters. Yeah, uh, everybody's. Um, and if whether you're, <clears throat> excuse me, whether you're speaking of voice, matters. I know speaking of voice, I think God Every has a sense voice of humor. Matters. Uh, guys, I, I sound like this. No, where's my camel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody's voice matters, man. And like you know, I was a former choir director, and so I had a lot of experience telling you know kids, hey, I don't think that choir Sing is softer. The, yeah, yeah, I don't think choir is the best place for you. <laughs> And so I think there's a difference between using my voice to to corporately sing and then using my voice to lead others yeah. corporately singing. So there's knowing your gifts and following. knowing your yeah. gifts. And yeah. so but but there's but there is a place for everyone. But that doesn't mean that you're necessarily gonna lead in yeah. that. Uh, and so uh, there is such a thing as someone who has a pleasant voice. You know, when I when I talk about good singing, I, I talk about you know, some music terms of just being in tune, you know, singing the right notes. And and so there's, so there is a place for people to lead worship. Mm. And then there's a place for us to be a part of worship. And yeah. so in that, in that part of worship is for everyone. And just because I'm leading worship doesn't mean that I'm better. Doesn't mm. mean that, you know, I'm on the platform and I have a microphone and my voice sounds like silky smooth butter and I must be a better Christian than everyone. <laughs> like, well, that's not true at all. Yeah. And so, a lot yeah. of us are in trouble then, huh? Yeah, for sure. Well, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll we'll try to get through some of this other content. And we just keep <laughs> having great. all this great uh, conversation. We'll be right back. Hey, friends, if you're looking for an additional meeting, we would absolutely love for you to join us for our global online open share group every Wednesday at noon Pacific. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. All you got to do is go to CelebrateRecovery.com and find the link and you can join us and have a, a safe space to process your hurts, hangups, and habits, some victories or struggles that are happening throughout the week. Go to CelebrateRecovery.com for more information and join us on our Wednesday online open share meeting. Welcome back. Talking with Michael, the worship pastor at Fellowship Rogers in Northwest Arkansas, Celebrate Recovery. And uh, we were just kind of talking about some of us can't sing. And so, and, and let me say this. Um, I typically sit on the front row at our Celebrate Recovery. And part of that is because I have to get up uh, close because I have some part in the in the night. But but there's something cool about being on the front row mm, and hearing yeah. the voices from behind me. And mm. it's like this wave of voices. And I'll be honest, uh, some of the sweetest sounds that I hear is when I hear the people that can't sing on key. Yeah. 
they're just singing with their heart. And yes. it's just it and there is something to singing with a a joyful heart. Yeah. Um and and so if you're listening and you're just one of those people that's like, I don't want anybody here, I can't sing, just know we celebrate that. Oh my gosh. We yes. want to hear your voice. Yes. Um sing sing out. Um Maybe blend with the group. Don't go way loud. No, <laughs> yeah, just one lone way. Ah, ah, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, that was amazing. Yeah, uh, but no, I, I, in all sincerity, I, it, it yeah. is one of the most beautiful sounds when I hear mm-hmm. someone that's just singing to the Lord. Yeah, and, well, and I, and I think that ties in so much. I asked the question, why does that part? And I think because it's connecting with a, a part of a part of them, and, and that's that's another reason why I think singing is so powerful. Because it helps us to engage emotionally with what we're singing, hmm. you know, and, and we're emotional beings. Yes, yeah. Don't forget that we're creating His image, mm-hmm. and God showed happiness, sadness, anger, confusion. I mean, he was ecstatic. I mean, all those things, and we are emotional beings. Yeah, yeah. So finish that thought. I just well, want to make that no, point. Yeah. and that's the, the multi part of who we are. And so when I come into a meeting, and <clears throat> and and so I need to to tie in like. When I'm better able to connect with all the pieces that make me up, that I'm better able to worship and express to God. And yeah. so <laughs> I think it's, it's a, the irony of your voice is giving a, you fits on just talking thing. about singing. And, and uh, <laughs> I was like, my voice getting drier and drier. Yeah. And so that, so I think about the the song, and uh, some people may be familiar with this song, but <clears throat> but the word, the song, it is well, mm. right. If if I just if I just said that it is well, it is well, it is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. It's like get right. to the point, <laughs> right? Yeah. But there's something beautiful about when I connect that with music. It is well. It is well. Yeah, it has a different meaning. My, it just has a different meaning, yeah. and it connects with that a part of me that goes, wow. Like, especially if you know the, how that song was well, written, which was we won't go say, into. Yeah, that, but. that's a whole other topic. But yeah, they're the meaning, <sighs> understanding the meaning. Mm-hmm. And that's why understanding what are we singing and what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Is it connected to the truth, mm-hmm. the word of God? And when we're singing about the blood of Christ, what does that mean for us, guys? Yeah. Uh, and why does that mean? How does that affect how we can celebrate our recovery or not? Yeah, exactly. And and the kind of the last thing that I'll say, kind of the last point I have is, man, music and singing, it unifies us mm. as believers, as fellow strugglers. Um, we, we sing, we sing as, as groups, we, you know, in such weird ways, right? We go to sporting events and it's like, kill the other team, kill, you know, or whatever, right? <laughs> like we, we go to Christmas and we have parties and we have New Year's Eve thing and we, we do all these things. We go to birthdays and you're sitting in a restaurant and you have to sit there and listen to all the <laughs> restaurant people like sing happy birthday. And you're like, why are we doing happy, happy birthday? <laughs> you know, yeah. Some, some version of that. <laughs> and it's like, well, why do we do that? Because all of a sudden in the re- like I'll be that person like I'm sitting 10 tables over I don't know who that is but you know what it's their birthday and I'm going to sing happy birthday yep. and we're all we're all singing you happy birthday cuz we're together in this you know and we wish you happy birthday right there's something so unifying yeah about not just you know if we all talk at once that that kind of works maybe if we're saying the same thing yeah but 
But something that we can do is we can all sing together, and it unifies us as believers and struggles. Yeah. Um, you know, even the structure of music, which I'll nerd out here for a second, you can play one note by itself, and it sounds really cool. But when I combine that note with another note and then one more note, it sounds beautiful. Mm. It creates something called harmony. And so you have melody, which is one musical line, and melody is beautiful. But when you add other lines, it becomes harmonious. Mm. It becomes a beautiful harmony that brings something together like not a lot of stuff does. And so when we're singing, you know, uh, songs together as a forever family, that's when death was arrested and my life began. Mm. If I sing that home alone, there's power in that. And don't get me wrong, there's power in that. But when I'm singing and I'm looking around the room and I'm looking up to God and yeah, man, we're in this together, man. I'm not meant to be. I'm not meant to sing alone when it comes to corporate yeah. worship. Yeah, you know? it, it's hope filled. Um, singing, yeah, those messages. Somebody testify. Yeah. It's like we're testifying to incredible truth and a uh, truth. And it, it was interesting even thinking about when you're talking about just the impact of music. And sometimes when I'm counseling with someone out, you know, if they're having trouble connecting with their story from their past, I'll have them go look at old photo albums. But one of the things that, um, that I'll ask them to do is to, when you listen to certain songs, what comes up for you mm. and just allow that to sit in your body and what, what is that saying? So that can bring up some pain that needs to be addressed. But then even thinking about some of the old, you know, Christian songs mm-hmm. or gospel, you know, or hymns, um, that'd be a fascinating thing to do is like, go listen to some of those old songs that you used to listen to when you're a kid mm-hmm. and just allow yourself to just kind of experience that and what's coming up for you and what's the emotion and what was happening in your life and, and what's the, what's the impact Christ had on your life in that season? If you've got a lot of years of recovery, is there songs that you were singing when you first came in that you hear them today and they still move you? Yeah. Cause it's connected to your story. Mm-hmm. And that's a cool thing. There music is very, very impactful in that way. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I'll say this <clears throat> as we kind of turn the corner to the end here, but just uh, Bob Coughlin, I'll quote him on this. It was such a cool quote, but it kind of ties into what you were saying earlier, what we kind of talked about just, you know, do I have a voice, you know, Mm -hmm. in worship? Should I sing? Or when I come on Friday nights, maybe, maybe I've had a really tough week and I'm just like, ah, the worship service and do I need to sing? And, and, and it's, and I love how Bob Coughlin says, he says, the question isn't, do you have a voice? The question is, do you have a song? If you've turned from your sins and trusted in the finished work of Christ, if you're forgiven, reconciled to God, then you have a song. It's a song of the redeemed, of those who have been rescued from the righteous wrath of God through the cross of Jesus Christ and are now called his friends. Wow. And so maybe I don't have a voice that night, yeah. you know, or maybe I don't have a voice to sing, but man, I do have a song. Hmm. And that song is that I am redeemed. I yeah. am loved. And I can sing that song. That's really cool, man. Yeah. And just thinking of, with every note, just 
thinking of songwriters when they think about writing down this this note at this time and this note at this time and and then it's not till the very end that you begin to play the whole piece and you realize oh Mm. man this is really powerful and yeah and he's doing that in our recovery Mm -hmm. um so wrapping up here michael just you know someone maybe they're kind of new to this maybe just new to Christian circles or maybe they've been burned by the church and, you know, just the thought of entering a church and, and worshiping is feels like too much. How would you encourage them to lean into that space um, to be curious about the possibility about inviting worship back into their life through music or not, but just worship as a whole, what would you say to them? Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll I'll pull one from from your book. I think just the idea of staying curious, yeah. stay curious with myself, stay curious with with the words right that are mm. being sung. If maybe I can't sing them, can I can I at least think about them? Mm. You know, could I at least try to soak that in a little bit and be curious with what is that actually saying? You know, why am I actually here? Yeah, you know, what would it look like if? Maybe I did give this a chance. Maybe what it would look like if maybe I, I did just grab a hold of that one truth and just that one song mm. and try to try to think about that and just being curious with with yeah, those things. That's so good. Yeah. What What if this was true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What, what would how kind of how would that impact uh, my life? So. Great stuff, Michael. Yeah. Thanks, man. We got through it. Took us two episodes, but we did it, <laughs> and uh, grateful for you. And and uh, I hope uh, if you're listening and you're kind of questioning or wondering about joining into a corporate worship setting through Celebrate Recovery, we'd absolutely in- want to encourage you to consider uh, finding a Celebrate Recovery near you, even if it's not this one. Find one and uh, and just allow worship to be a part of your recovery journey. Uh, it will enhance and uh, soften the beachhead that when you start uh, putting into words the the hurt and the pain points in your life. So, Michael, thanks for being with us today, thanks man. Thanks for having me, and man. Grateful for you, brother. Well, we hope this conversation around worship has been beneficial for you. Worship is important. It's a big part of celebrating our recovery to come and be in this this collective corporate setting where we can look around the room and and just remember we're not alone as we worship our almighty god our higher power who's helping us to walk in the newness of life as we all seek out recovery and freedom and hope in our life Hey, as always, we want to welcome you to CelebrateRecovery.com to join a group near you. Don't face this alone. Come see us and join a group near you in your own town. Hey, thanks for being with us here today. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.